these four walls, I was quiet. Mm -hmm. I was so quiet. I held all of my innovative ideas to myself. But when I decided to be my full authentic self here every day, I really began to thrive. That was probably my biggest breakthrough moment. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. It is summer, which means it is LGBTQ plus Pride Month, and here at the podcast, we are celebrating and amplifying the voices of Pride on Brand, featuring executives, leaders, and influencers all who happen to identify as members of the LGBTQ plus community. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com slash pride. And we've got another great guest for you this week. It is Brad Baumel, who is the global head of LGBT plus affairs for JP Morgan Chase. But before we get to Brad, let's talk about summer. Summer is all about fun and vacations and being out in the sun. And it's also about that mid-year conversation, because if you can believe it, we are halfway into the year, which means you've got six months more to close out 2022. And for most of us, we are in that performance management cycle in our company that is all about having that mid-year check-in with your manager. Now, I know what you're thinking. It is the last thing you want to focus on in your busy world. But here's the thing. If you are truly leading with your brand, you are putting energy and focus into what you put into that self-feedback evaluation as well as the conversation. So when you think about using that lead with your brand system, I want to make sure that you are using your word bank of all of those tailwind brand attributes that you have come up with. Those words should be embedded in all of the evaluation writing that you do. And remember, it's not just about that self-evaluation. It's truly about having a conversation, right? It's not a touch base with your manager. It's really a conversation where you can lead with your brand and really focus on where you're going to go in the future. So I've got a couple of questions that I want you to think about having with your boss. Now, I know what you're saying. You're like, well, Jason, it's my boss's job to give me feedback and, and talk to me and prepare. 
And of course, of course, it is your manager's role to provide feedback. But here's the deal. If you are leading with your brand and you are managing up, then that means you are making it easy. You are removing that friction from your manager because guess what? There are very few managers that love to do feedback. And even though I know you have a manager that loves to talk to you and loves to provide coaching and support, guess what? If your manager has 5, 10, maybe even 12 other direct reports, that's a whole lot of work. So I want you to make it easy by facilitating a spectacular conversation that is all future focused. Now, let's talk about a couple of questions. The first one that I always love for you to start out with is, what is my job? Now, of course, you're looking at me and you're saying, well, Jason, I can't walk in there and say, boss, what's my job? Of course not. But here's the crux of what you want to get to. Your job is different now. It's different now than it was six months ago and certainly different from when you started that job two or three years ago. Even though you have that same job title, the whole context of the world is constantly changing. So it is about asking, hey, you know what? There's been so many changes over the course of just this past six months. How would you really define my job today? What would you say are the top things that I should be focused on? Don't just guess during these times of change ask. Then I want you to go in and ask how you're doing and and use a little bit of that plus delta feedback. What am I doing well that you'd like for me to continue? What are one or two things that you'd like me to tweak or do differently that is going to help us be more successful? Now, of course, your manager has probably prepped for that. But if you ask those questions, if you facilitate it, you're going to get a more meaty answer. And again, don't guess what your boss thinks. Simply ask. Then I love this question of asking, does anyone care? And of course, you're not going to walk in and say, oh, hey, manager, does anyone care about what I'm doing? That's certainly not what you're supposed to do. But what you do want to focus on is as things change, as the world changes, as your business changes, you need to find out what really matters and to who. So that question might sound something like, hey, given all of the changes that are going on, who do you really see as our key stakeholders and what do they care about in terms of the work product that I am delivering? Because guess what? There are times that you are running reports, you're spending time doing things and you're sending it out. And it's only when you ask that you find out that no one's even reading that report anymore. And that two hours and that mental energy could have been put into something else. Now, my final three questions are really all about asking about the future. The first one is really saying, hey, just over the past quarter or over the past six months, how would you say our team or our division or our unit is doing? You really want to get a sense from your manager. How are things going and what are they hearing from their boss's boss? Then I want you to ask this question that's where are we headed? Over the next quarter, over the next six months as we come to the end of 2022, where are we really headed and and what really matters, right? Ask your boss and really facilitate this thinking about where it is that we're going because you want to align your work and your brand and your value to where you're team, department, or company is going. Now, the final question is the million-dollar question. It's simply asking, how can I help? That's right. I think you can end 
every conversation with your manager with how can I help or how can I support? Quite simply, you can say, hey, with everything going on, what are one or two things you'd like me to really focus on? Or what are one or two things that I could really help out with? Or perhaps what are some things that I could shift or focus on in my current projects that is going to help us get to where we're going? That is the key to managing up and having an amazing mid-year conversation where you are showing up on brand with a point of view and with confidence, and you're gathering all of those great insights from your manager that allow you to align your talents, your passions, all with what is needed at your company. Well, we've got a great guest today. It is Brad Balmel, who is the global head of LGBT plus affairs for JP Morgan Chase, where he has had a career for over 30 years. Now, at JP Morgan Chase, Brad has held key roles in corporate finance, asset and wealth management, and consumer and community banking. Now, Brad came out as a gay man at work 10 years into his professional career, and he has worked hard on leading aspects of the firm's LGBT plus agenda and their pride business resource group for over 25 years. In 2021, Brad established and built out the office of LGBT plus affairs where he's merged his day job with his gay job. And he now leads their unified global strategy that's focused on promoting equity and inclusion for LGBT plus employees, clients, business partners, and communities. Brad and his husband and their son, an 11-year-old German shepherd, live in New York City. I'll be back with Brad Baumel in just a few moments. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. I have a fabulous guest today. It is Brad Baumel, who is the global head of LGBT plus affairs for JP Morgan Chase. Brad, what is going on? Jason, I am so happy to be here today. Happy Pride Month to you. I love your podcast. Ah. I love the fact that you recently spoke at our LGBT plus senior leader summit. You were phenomenal Ah. for bringing all of that energy to my global leadership team. We are so truly thankful. Well, it was an honor and it was so amazing to speak uh, with your group of amazing LGBT plus uh, leaders and executives. And and so that's just like a great jumping in point because you are the global head of LGBT plus affairs for JP Morgan Chase. So what the heck is that? Because I have not even heard of that at other organizations. Tell us about what that is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So again, and thank you for introducing me, Brad Baumel. My pronouns are he, him, and his. I have been at J.P. Morgan Chase for the last 30 years, and I'd love to say this was my first job, but it wasn't. I have led many amazing, large-scale transformational efforts here as my day job. But over the 30 years, I have always, since I've been out, which was five years in at J.P. Morgan Chase, 
also had a gay job, as many of us <laughs> do in all of the industries we work in. And my gay job has really helped shape the person and professional whom I have become and who I am today. And lo and behold, a year and three months ago, my firm decided to put their money where their mouth was and treat our community, LGBT+, just like all of the other underrepresented communities, and set up a full-fledged center of excellence, a fully dedicated global team to fight for equity and inclusion for the LGBT plus community, for our employees, our clients, the business partners who we do business with every day, and the communities in which we operate. That is so super cool. And what is your favorite part about this role a year and change into it? It's about doing good every day, even the toughest parts of this job. So let's all of the anti LGBT plus rhetoric going on these days. It's about being passionate about doing good. So even in my most stressful moments in this job, I am fighting to do good for our community. And I've, I've never felt this way in my professional career about I wake up happy every day, even when I know the day is going to be tough because I'm mm. out there doing good. Yeah. Wow. So you've been at the firm for over 30 years, right? So talk to me when you look back over your career, what have been some of those career breakthrough moments where you really felt you got to the next level? I'd say the biggest one for me was coming out and Mm. work was the last place I came out. And like all of us, it was a journey even at work, right? It wasn't one day, all of a sudden I was out. But uh, when I came out at work, I unleashed my internal extrovert. Outside of these four walls, I was always an extrovert. I was always (laughs) like the people everybody rallied around. I was the president of my fraternity. I did all kinds of like big ticket, very visible things. And in these four walls, I was quiet. Mm. I was so quiet. I held all of my innovative ideas to myself. But when I decided to be my full authentic self here every day, I really began to thrive. That was probably my biggest breakthrough moment, followed probably closely thereafter with joining the Pride Business Resource Group. And shortly after joining, becoming a leader in it, Because like I said before, I think I truly became the person I am today through my efforts in my gay job. I learned how to lead with empathy. Mm. I learned how to influence as a leader versus directly manage. Uh, So there were so many things I learned in this gay job, which was a night and weekend gig for me. Yeah. That shaped me into the leader I am today. And so, Brad, what were what were some of those experiences you had leading the Pride Business Resource Group that really gave you that empathy or really allowed you to show up in a way that you felt you had been hiding before? So I I learned that um, I could get things done without people working for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I learned how to bring others along. 
on the journey with me. Because as you likely know, you know, our representation numbers, while they're growing, they are still small and not the majority. And for us to truly drive change, we need others. We need people beyond the LGBT plus community. And I learned through the Pride Business Resource Group that 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 was the the lion's share of the people I was getting to sign up. It is still a majority allies, and I had to learn how to bring them with us. And so it's, and that then carried over to my day job because I've consistently needed to bring others with me and get things from other people that didn't work for me. And so um, it's been quite amazing. Yeah. So tell me, um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I think like many people like me, a doctor first, because that's what my mother wanted me to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to be Aquaman. And so to this day, I'm an avid scuba diver because I always wanted to be able to breathe underwater. But that was never going to happen. Um, and, and then I think by the time I got into high school, I like got grounded in some sense of reality. I knew I wanted to go to business school. I knew that I was technically adept. Um, and I wound up studying finance and, and technology in college and wound up first at a consulting firm doing both of those things. And then at JP Morgan Chase doing both of those things. <laughs> And how did you get your foot in the door at J.P. Morgan Chase? Oh, gosh. So I was a consultant uh, at another firm, a peer of ours, but they couldn't hire me at the time because we had a no-compete, my consulting firm with them. And they were right next door, J.P. Morgan Chase. So I spent a lot of time talking to people here and I found the perfect role. And uh, for 30 years, I've found perfect roles every three or four years. Yeah. And so thinking about the day job portion of your career, what have been some of those big career breakthroughs that that helped you on the financial side of the business? Yeah. I mean, some of the biggest career breakthroughs were just the firm trusting in me, um, like seeing what I did well, but trusting that I could do more. So I've led things like um, as we merged. So I was JP Morgan. So when we merged with Chase, that was so novel to me. Uh, but I led a lot of our merger integration efforts. They gave me like teams of hundreds of people to merge banks together before I ever managed anything of that scale, they turned to me one day years later and said, would you like to go lead front office trading system work? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and shortly after I had to get Siri certified and be able to speak the language and all of that. So like, I think the firm has seen what I do well, my leadership skills, my, my managerial capabilities and trusted in me to learn other things along the way. And I, and I think those have been true breakthrough moments for me, trusting in myself that I could go further, do more, like do things that were so foreign to me. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your brand as an executive. And, and I'm, I'm curious to hear also how maybe that changed as you came out and were really showing your best authentic self. But Brad, give me three words that describe you. So I would say authentic. I bring my full self to the table 
every day and in every conversation. Compassionate. I lead with empathy. I consistently empower others around me. And I am always giving credit to everyone else for what they're doing. Mm. Um, And then advocator. I am consistently focused on figuring out how to solve for issues and gaps and how to bring others and other things along that aren't doing what they need to be doing. Yeah. So I love that authentic, compassionate, and an advocator. So talk to me a little bit about the authentic piece, because I kind of feel like everyone is constantly throwing around like, oh, I'm authentic. And, you know, I I show up as my authentic self. But you really shared a little bit through your career story about a lot of times when you didn't do that. So for you, what does it look like on a daily basis to actually bring your best self to work? What does that look like when you're leading teams or you're influencing uh, other leaders and divisions? Yeah, um, it's a great question. So for me, authenticity is about being true to what I'm best at. And for so many years, I struggled with that. So early on in my career, when I wasn't out, I thought I would never have strong professional relationships here because I was so different than everyone else. Okay, so yes, I am a cisgendered white male, as is so much of the rest of my organization, but I wasn't married with children in the suburbs, watching sports on the weekends. And so I felt like I would never be able to connect with people. Mm. Fast forward, come out realize I'm actually no different than all of these other people. I am married. I've been with my partner now for 26 years. We do have kids. They're just fur kids. (laughs) We do live in a house. We like some sports, probably not the same sports as everybody else. But like, (laughs) it is so easy to connect with people. And oh, by the way, Brad, that's one of the things you do best. So just do it. Find the connection point. And focus on building that rapport. And once I started doing that and not being afraid, I that is like what has gotten me ahead here. My professional relationships, my ability to build and leverage my network to get things done. Yeah. And so talk to me about that. You you really said that that it's one of your strengths is connecting with people. You know, people ask me all of the time for advice on, you know, how do I get over that kind of fear? How do I go up to people? How do I interact? How is it that you connect and build these relationships with folks? First and foremost, by finding some element of common ground. Yeah. Everybody's got it. And so it's about investing in that in the simplest of ways, a coffee conversation, a lunch, a quick, just like get to know you meeting. Like people are willing to invest when they know they're going to be spending an enormous amount of time with you because if you're connected to them, it's going to be so much richer what you're able to do together. And so don't be afraid, take the risk get to know someone, invest in that, find the connection point and build from there. And 
how is it that you do that with folks that maybe feel really different from you or come from backgrounds, especially you talked about being in a world with a lot of rhetoric. And obviously we feel like there's a lot of division. How do you, how do you connect with people in an authentic way who maybe just don't share the same values or the same mindset or viewpoint as you do? I avoid the tough conversations. Um, (laughs) Like, Trust me, I know. In my own family, around my own dinner table growing up, there were red and blue members of the family. (laughs) And so we never had political conversations. We just didn't. It wasn't worth the energy. So find again, back to finding the common ground. No, there are certain things that you will not be able to connect with people on. You will absolutely disagree in principle on something. Avoid those things. Focus on the things that you can connect on. Mm. Family and education and interests. And like there is something even in a person that you feel is completely different from you or hold very different beliefs. There is common ground. Find it. And yeah. Leverage it. <laughs> And talk to me a little bit about being an advocate or being an advocator. In It strikes me that when we are in the corporate space, right, as the majority of our listeners are, what are the, the tools that you have found to be successful for advocating, but not crossing the line where you're trumping the compassion part of your brand? Yeah. So... I I learned this lesson earlier in my career where I spent way too many years thinking I was the one without privilege. I was the one that was different. I was the one that people were against because I was gay. What I didn't realize at that time was I had a lot of privilege. Again, back to cisgendered white male. I carried with me everyday privilege And when I finally got to the point where I realized that, I started focusing on all the others who didn't. Anyone who was different from me, not just within my LGBT plus community, and spent time understanding where those differences lie, what they were, what the gaps were, how I could help, because I had, while I still was fighting for many things for my own segment letter of the community, the other letters needed so much more. And mm. it was because I invested in that that I learned the community is a lot bigger than just me. And then in other communities that they're fighting for all the same things, whether it's the Hispanic, the Black, the disabled, any other community, we're all fighting for a piece of that same thing, equity. And so when I advocate, it's I'm advocating for those who have not mm. and those who have gaps in their ability to at least reach where I am. And then where I am is still a gap. And then how do I go further? So I spend a lot of my time in the advocating space focused on those with least and getting them up so that together then we can go to the next level. Yeah. Now, obviously, these these brand attributes have evolved over time, in particular, the authenticity piece, at least in terms of the workplace. But talk to me, have you always been someone that was an advocate and compassionate? Or is that something that's really evolved for you over time? 
I think the compassion I learned from my mom, mm. um, because if anyone had empathy and compassion, it was her. And I think I have a, um, adopted many of her best characteristics, which is great. The advocating, I think I had to grow into. I, I think when I was not out, again, even before work, because, you know, coming out as a journey for all of us. I think I was timid and afraid to fight even for myself, let alone mm. anybody else. And so I think the advocating part is the part where even today I could be better. Even today I could stand taller and be stronger. And I had this conversation once with a manager who asked me to be more aggressive. And I told him no. Um, even if that got in my way of getting ahead and advancing in my career. I told him I could learn to be more assertive, but I also told him I would never be aggressive. And I promised him I would get people where we needed to get them without a lot of that, without a lot of assertion, more through influence and showing them the way to go and bringing them with us. And I did. And I think I got that same manager to understand that same manager promoted me. I got that same manager to understand it's not one size fits all. Mm. And and so how did your manager respond when you said, I'm not going to be aggressive? Um, I think I was aggressive when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> and most aggressive people accept aggression back <laughs> meaning they they step back from it and they yeah. accept it and and i think it was a learning lesson for the two of us yeah. I, I think we grew together yeah yeah it's so it's so interesting because so much of what you what your brand is is also about what your brand is not right and it feels like that's such a defining uh moment for you it, because it strikes me brad you know even when we think about the financial services industry right and if you're our age like we grew up with you know the wall street movie and michael douglas and you know greed is good so it's interesting that you have built a whole brand around compassion and been ridiculously successful in this industry. Yeah, um, I feel privileged and honored and lucky. Um, and part of my platform in this amazing role that J.P. Morgan Chase has given me is making others see that's possible. Yeah. To really be able to be their authentic selves, to lead compassionately and with empathy, to be advocates for those who have not, that that too can be rewarded, that they don't have to be that Wall Street, ex-Wall Street type aggressive um, cutthroat, that there are ways to get ahead in this industry and in life that involve bringing others with you rather than chopping them down to get where you need to go. Mm. Absolutely. Now, talk to me when this opportunity came to be the first global head of LGBT plus affairs. What were some of the things that you thought about or what was that conversation even with with your uh, with your spouse around, you know, this being, you know, it's a, an opportunity and it's a set of trade offs, right? Leaving, you know, uh, other type of functional or P&L work. Yeah, Um it's funny that you asked that question because I, 
I don't know that I was ready. So in my head, when this opportunity first came up, I said to myself, am I ready to do what I want to do when I retire, which is all good? <laughs> am I ready to leave that P&L, like, line job, like, a- aggressive, stressful, um, but rewarding in, in the same respect? And I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I look back at that and, you know, back then too, I didn't know how this job would evolve. I didn't know that I was going to run this role like a full business. Like I would have over time P&L responsibilities. Now, while I'm not managing a business, I'm working to show clients they should be working with us and connect clients with our businesses so that we could provide opportunities to them. Uh, so while I left what I thought was that P&L job for a role in diversity, equity, and inclusion here at my firm, we are running these centers of excellence like businesses and as much client-focused as we are employee and community-focused. You said that you learned a lot about compassion from your mom. What were some of those experiences you had as a kid that really defined who you are today? So many. Um, so my mom was a single parent. Um, I mean, my dad was around, but not um, my mom raised us, uh, had many jobs, but she was um, she worked with people. She was a, a therapist. So she used to come home at night and talk to us about mostly kids that she worked with every day, how she helped them to be better to have the basic kind of skills they needed to evolve and get ahead. Like these stories, like just always sat with me that there is good in doing good. I think (laughs) a lot of who I became was through my mom's storytelling. Mm. Wow. What's one of your favorite stories that she used to share with you? I mean, she, so my mom worked in the school system um, for most of her career and um, simple stories of kids that didn't have the ability to, you know, hold a pencil or put their clothes on or like simple, the simplest of things that she would create ways for them to do it that they couldn't have ever done on their own. So And I brought that with me. So where people feel stuck here at the firm or outside of the firm in, you know, things that I do outside, I help to unstick. I I help Mm. to find ways for them to do the things that I think should be achievable, but they're just struggling getting to, or they don't know how to get to. So, um, so those are the stories that stuck the most things that she found ways to move people ahead. And I try and do the same. We've been talking a lot about your brand. Tell me, Brad, what is your favorite brand as a consumer? What can't you live without? So many things. (laughs) Um, What are you obsessed with? I am, I live in Amazon, like literally I order things from Amazon every day Um, (laughs) and I have our Chase branded Amazon card. So like Amazon is part of my life, no matter how I slice it, Um, (laughs) Starbucks (laughs) um, or Pete's, I go between the two and they're sister companies, but like coffee is like huge to me and I tend to 
gravitate towards those brands and my Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember having any other car. So um, ah. I'll stick with it. So yeah, I am a brand kind of guy. Yeah. And, and speaking of cars, if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? So, you know, I'm torn on this one. I, I would have to say my Lexus because it's the most comfortable car I've ever been in. And it's not like I drive. My husband does all of that. Um, but probably like a Subaru, like reliable and friendly. And you think of all the commercials they do with the dogs and the families and like, it's probably that. And and how do you show up as that every day? So my office door is always open. I'm constantly trying to engage and learn from people and bring them with me and be there for them for support. I'm always trying to connect people and to make them feel like they're surrounded by what they need to be able to get ahead. Um, It's a big part of how I operate. Um, While I am good connecting, I am also good being a connector and I am really good ensuring that the community feels like it has the support it needs and that we're moving in the right direction um, to get to our goal. Brad, talk to me about your best career advice. What advice would you share with our listeners who are looking to continue to grow their career and be their best authentic selves at work? Number one, stop trying to fit in. (laughs) Stop trying to conform and be like everybody else. One of the things I've learned over the last year and a couple of months in this role is that in each of the communities, and there's seven um, businesses like mine at the firm, we all struggled with the same thing, trying to conform. We joined a firm like J.P. Morgan Chase, and we spent all of our waking moments trying to be like the person next to us rather than bringing our full selves to the table every day. And what I've learned is that's exactly what we need because the ideas that we have, which are different from the ideas that the person next to you has, are exactly what will fuel the next product, the next innovation, the creativity, the productivity. So don't try and fit in, be you. Don't think that people will respect you just because you're like them. People, give people credit. Meet them where they are, but the more they know about you, the more they'll like you. The Mm. more they'll respect you, the more they'll want to work with you, the more they'll trust sharing things with you um, because you're being authentic. Um, And Like I said, for myself, I unleashed my inner extrovert. I think we all have a little extrovert inside us. Don't hide it. Um, Take risk. Use your voice. You too can be rewarded from that. Mm, I love that. Well, Brad Baumel, thank you so much for joining us and being authentic and compassionate and being an advocate for uh, our community. Tell us, Brad, if people are interested in learning more about J.P. Morgan Chase and the Office of LGBT Plus Affairs, where should they go? So the best place to go is our um, external website where anybody can come learn about the great activities that we're doing here at J.P. Morgan Chase and in the communities in which we operate. And you can get there just by um, going to 
jpmorganchase, all one word, dot com slash LGBT. So um, that's a great way to learn about what we're doing here. Or, and <laughs> feel free to um, friend me on LinkedIn and follow me and my journeys there because I, I do a lot of posting there of the things that are going on. Well, awesome, Brad. You have an amazing Pride Month and ha- thank you for everything you do for the community. Thank you, Jason, for everything you do for the community. I'm so looking forward to doing more with you and your team. And happy Pride Month to you. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month, everyone. We'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, what an amazing conversation with Brad Baumel, the global head of LGBT plus affairs for JP Morgan Chase. You know, there were so many great nuggets and goodies and everything that Brad talked about. But what really jumped out to me is that whole notion of your career journey being a series of opportunities, choices, and trade-offs. And quite simply, it's all about looking at that intersection of your talents, what you're really great at, your passions what you love to do, and ultimately how those mesh in with the organization's needs. I love that Brad talks about taking his gay job, right, his volunteer role leading a business resource group, and ultimately mashed it in with his day job. He took his great talents and skills in leadership, in influence, in wealth management and finance at J.P. Morgan Chase, and merged it with his passion for authenticity and for helping people and for equity and equality in the LGBT plus community. And he did it all at a time where it was needed at the organization, not only to serve employees, but also clients, business partners, and the broader community that the firm serves. So think for yourself, where is it that you can find opportunity that's at the intersection of your amazing talents, capturing your passions, and solving for your company or your industry's biggest needs. Well, that's the show for you today. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if you did, make sure you're following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and we'll deliver you a brand new show every single Tuesday. Now, make sure to check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms, and I love to share all sorts of tools, tips and tricks on LinkedIn. And remember, Remember, make sure to check out our Pride on Brand collection celebrating the best in LGBTQ plus voices at leadwithyourbrand.com slash pride. And in your career, don't be that boring old cup of coffee. Make sure you are a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, 
personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.